You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. What's up, guys? Coach Ben here, and you are listening to The Benchcast, the number one podcast if you want to increase your bench press. In today's episode, I'm going to do something that I haven't done in quite a while, and that's share a bit of my own training and what's been going on and some of my goals going forward. Um, I actually have a full power meet. Yeah, you heard that right. Full power meet this weekend. Uh, By the time you hear this episode, uh, you probably already have passed, and I will be working on a recap episode, but I wanted to just go back and review the training cycle and kind of fill you guys in and what's been going on with my training so this is my first full power meet in two years time and this will actually be my first full power single ply meet as i have chosen to actually compete within the usapl this is something that's a totally new challenge for me i haven't done um, a usapl meet i know it's very strict um, very rigid and um, well well judged federation in my opinion I'm I've really enjoyed training to a much stricter standard and having those expectations of holding a, a long pause and a shirt which is something I've never really had to focus on um, hitting a really um, solid depth which is something you can usually get away with um, it's been interesting uh, to really keep myself to a uh, much higher standard but as you've heard in a podcast not too long ago I was talking about one of the greatest ways to see progress on a consistent basis is to have a really tough and strict standard to your training Um, holding long pauses uh, making sure you're hitting good depth you know because there's no way to cheat that you know you you are you know you're going to make great progress when you hold yourself to a good standard because there's no you know you can't quick touch and go a bench and get lucky you know there's there's that standard to it so you know when you make progress you've made progress um very different than you know if you held yourself to more lax rules um but yeah i'm going into this new challenge a new federation you know i've been following the whole ordeal which i could do i guess a podcast in itself in terms of what's been going on with the usapl and their expulsion from the ipf and um you know i did get into competing um usapl doing this meet because i did like how there was that lead up to international competition um and that was something that i was definitely interested in doing and kind of working up the ranks there and going to uh, international competition was something that appealed to me uh but as i followed this story more closely and just kind of seeing uh what's been going on and ultimately, really, the IPF expulsing the uh, USAPL just because of um, you know a higher amount of drug testing procedures. You know it's, that's something that to me seems a little bit crazy. As you know, a drug tested federation, um, you know why you would end up getting expelled from this league when you're doing too much. You know, or usually would be doing not enough or none at all. Um, which if you look into it actually about 45 percent of nations in the ipf don't drug test at all Um, so i mean following this story it just seems to me 
you know that USAPL was in the right place with their thinking and you know to see them get expelled from the IPF in the way they did and then to see a new federation formed out of nowhere just seems kind of shady and um you know to me just it seems like they've been done wrong and uh to see now where they're taking the direction of the USAPL with the pro series and putting money on the line and the new weight classes and just the things that you know you couldn't really do uh, with being under the strict IPF rules before, you know, seeing more equipment manufacturers now you can you know, be used so I can use my own wraps essentially. Um, you know, seeing that freedom, you know, it's almost like to me USAPL has been broken off from evil tyrancy, you know, and that's kind of the feel for me. It's kind of like you know, we're going to we're going on our own, we're going to do shit even better. And I'm kind of digging that vibe. And um, I'm excited to have a new challenge ahead of me. So that's just to give you the backstory on that. I, I guess I could do a podcast on itself and what I think about that whole scenario. But that's kind of in it in short. Um, you know, so I'm definitely excited about this new challenge ahead. And uh, to see what the Federation does now that it's kind of broken away from uh, this governing body. So, um my training cycle and recap i would say this started back in july prepping for this december meet and you know before this i wasn't doing a ton of squatting deadlift training if anything i was doing some legs uh here and there on uh the days i wasn't benching so i would train four days a week three would be primarily focused on benching and accessories for bench and then the other day would be a leg day where i would uh, do some squatting do some deadlifting here and there but um, no serious progression there and getting back into it like any of you listening you know there's there's times where you kind of get away from lifting for whatever reason or get away from certain lifts maybe you've done what I've done and really just focused on a single lift like bench only for a while and you you come back into it maybe you've gotten sick or injured right and you were out for a while and you come back into it and you're trying to gain this strength back. You know in your mind what you were capable of doing before, but you're not able to display that strength yet. And it's kind of a pretty frustrating, embarrassing type of time. Um, certainly for me, it's a lot of emotions attached to it. Um, patience is something that you really have to express. And uh, there's, there's a lot of embarrassment behind it as well because you know what you were capable of doing. You just can't display it at the moment. So I was working with two plates on the bar, which felt heavy to me doing volume, no lie. And, you know, it's not necessarily something you want people seeing, um, kind of that regression. And then, you know, you know you're going to pick it up quick. It's going to come back. You know, as a coach, I know that. I tell my athletes that all the time, you know, when you take some time off or you're not able to train at the – intensity progression that you'd like um you pick up quick you know it's not that you lost strength it's just you need some training to display the strength you've had and uh that's definitely where i was um again like two plates on the squat was feeling heavy for volume work it was, it was pretty embarrassing kind of um, you know to yourself it's like oh man how much you regress but you just have to stay patient you got to stay the course and that's what i told myself and um, I detailed, by the way, all the, my training weeks leading up to this meet are all detailed inside the Better Benching Academy. Um, that's a nice little perk of the academy is I, if you're interested in following any of my training and 
getting in detail the response of how uh, how each week went and what I was trying to do that week and seeing this progression especially I think is a really cool progression if you want to follow week by week and see all my training recaps leading up into the meet I think this is a really cool progression especially if you're someone yourself who's took some time off or trying to get into some other lifts and uh, you've really regressed or you're, you're just you're not at the strength you used to be um, I think this whole training recap um, all the weeks that I detailed uh, shows a nice story it shows a nice story of me working hard and diligently week after week like pulling two plates you know so I was working hook grip earlier on the training cycle I wasn't even working beyond two plates in my raw deadlift to now looking to hit 500 at the meet um, the progression of getting into a single ply suit for the first time, breaking that in, um, the whole process of that. Um, I think this whole training cycle tells a really cool story, and you can follow along if you join us in the Better Benching Academy. We have a three-day free trial, um, so you can start accessing some of that benefits for free. So go to bigbenches.com, go to the BB Academy. Again, all my trainings detailed in there. So. Um, but early on, yeah, I was working up to two plates on the deadlift and steadily just building on that each week. Uh, it wasn't even about what I could do strength-wise. It was really just being in the right positions, feeling the right tension. I did a lot of slow tempo stuff. Again, not even working above two plates. And then the next week I would go to 245. The next week I would go to 265. Um, really slow progression like that because I knew the strength would be there if I put myself in the positions I needed to be and build positional strength. So that means just getting my body into that sumo position, um, creating tension in that sumo position. I know the strength capacity is going to be there, but it's building that foundation of positional strength that needed to occur both on the squat and the deadlift. The bench was already there. I've, that's something that's never stopped for me. So that was kind of straightforward. It was really just adjusting to the strict meat standards as in pausing on the chest which is completely new for me for being in a bench shirt you know usually you're getting a quick press call once you touch chest so it's never something you've had to worry about so i've been able to work really tight equipment um you know the numbers that i would hit before even single ply you know my best single ply being 685 i believe um i wasn't going to be near that with these different standards of strict holding at the beginning and the long pause holding at the top you know, there's a lot you can get away with um, in other federations. You know, I guess not a bad thing, but it's just different. And I wanted that strict challenge ahead of myself. Um, so obviously, it accompanied a big drop in weight. And I'm looking to just hit 600. This meet would be awesome. And um, it's been fun training to those standards. But um, you know, it's been nice on the body too, not not killing myself with a ton of weight. Um, all weight that I could handle easily and just kind of build it from reps down to singles. Um, that's kind of what this training cycle has been about for the bench. But um, yeah, looking back, just getting into a single ply suit for the first time, I got a, a Titan Saturion. And I remember the first night I tried putting that suit on, it took me literally, it was 20, 30 minutes. Everyone's laughing at me because I'm trying to pull this suit on. The thing is, is brand spanking new out the package. I'm just trying to wear it, let alone train with it. Um, I was just trying to put it on to see how it fit. And like most uh, most things for me, it's getting it over the thighs. That's a troublesome thing. And that, that seemed to be the issue, getting it on for the first time. But it literally took me 20, 30 minutes to shimmy that suit on me. 
Um, and then the next session when I was actually going to train in it, I was able to actually get in the thing in seven minutes. So it just goes to show you how quickly that material can really conform to you and open up. You know, just getting it on once was enough to really start to break in the, the suit to where I could put it on much more quickly the next time. To now, it takes me less than a minute really to shimmy into that suit. Um, a single ply suit is really going to form to you, but um, I explain it like this. Like first getting it on, it's going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to be tough. It's going to be challenging. You're going to wonder how you can get into a good position, but it'll form to you quick. It'll break in quick. And then there's this point of diminishing returns where the suit is already kind of conformed to your body. So it's stretched to the amount you need it to stretch to really get into the positions. All right. So it's going to continually stretch to form your body, to form the positioning you're demanding of the suit. Um, and then it'll kind of stop. Uh, it'll continue to stretch out in time, but it's not going to be nearly like when you first put a suit on. It is going to go through a lot of change. It's going to start to conform to your body, specifically you know, the positions you're trying to put yourself in with the suit. It's going to conform to that. Um, it's going to give. It's going to give some stretch there. So to have that whole uh, progression added in as well, hitting depth in the squat, I mean, that whole process probably took maybe two weeks. I felt very comfortable getting to where I needed to get to. But at first... You know, you're playing around with different stances on the squat, opening up a little bit so you can get down quicker, um, opening your stance on the deadlift so you can pull into the bar a bit easier. Um, it's making those adjustments early on until you get that suit broken into where you want. And again, that took me only about two weeks. Um, I also had an Inzer Bolt bench shirt that I was working. And compared to what I used to use in the past, the Titan Super Katana, it's a lot more forgiving. I often get asked what my thoughts are on the Inzer Bolt, and um, I want to say it's more closely resembles the uh, the Inzer SDP. It's a uh, heavier duty collar. Uh, there's a much less uh, for, there's a much more forgiving strength curve on that. As in, you can be off a little bit in your positioning, and you'll be okay. There's a torque sleeve design to it, which I think is kind of cool. Um, although I don't know if I feel a ton different than what I would feel in a super katana. Um, it's designed a little bit different, but ultimately I, it feels similar. Um, the super katana, you really have to be spot on. I mean, that, that shirt really doesn't give you much leeway. I mean, you got to be right on point. It has a lot more stopping power, whereas I'd say the Inzer Bolt, I feel, stretches for you a little bit more. So you don't have to be as patient with the touch. Uh, so I've been enjoying working in the bolt. When I first put that thing on, I was limited to just strictly close grip. And, uh, you know, it wasn't anywhere near my chest. But like anything, it opens up for you. You just have to have that patience. But, again, you can see this journey that I'm telling you about if you follow along my training recaps in the Better Bench Academy, which I think is really cool. But, um, yeah, really early on it was just blocks of working down you're usually doing five reps, four reps the next week, three reps after that, um, and then doing a deload and just kind of progressing that down. The next block I might do start off the block with a three rep volume day, two reps, then a single, um, and then going into the meet is really just practicing meet attempts. Usually how I like to peak is, and this was unique because normally I would get more into um, reverse band type work for the squat and deadlift. 
but this was pretty straightforward. It was just I need to practice hitting singles to a good standard, and um, I just needed to see that weight continue to progress because throughout this training cycle, I was adding 20, 30, 50 pounds to what I was doing squatting and deadlifting as the weeks went by. Each week, I was adding an insurmountable amount of weight. Um, slowly, I remember being so excited about the first time I was squatting four plates again doing rep work and then i was able to add bands to that the next week which was about 100 120 pounds in bands um really big progressions week to week and and that comes back to you know, what i'll tell athletes when you're taking that layoff you're getting back into the training uh you you can make those big hops in weight you know it was nothing for me to add 40 pounds to my bench or sorry 40 pounds to my squat a deadlift each week it was nothing because I would pick it up that quick. Um, again, it's really positional strength, getting weight, uh, getting used to that weight on your back. And that was kind of the common theme throughout this whole training cycle. You know, I'd progress up and weight slowly for whatever reps I was doing for the day. And then I would add band tension or something. We had a few weeks where a lot of band tension uh, in this training cycle. Just so I wanted to get used to heavier weight in my hands at the top of the deadlift but have deloaded bottom. I uh, wanted a lot of weight on my back at the top of the squat, but a deloaded bottom. Um, so a lot of band work this training cycle, which I think really helped me out and um, allowed me to focus on positioning elements without a shit ton of weight on my back in the bottom. And then as we got closer to the to the meet, um, you know, honestly, five weeks out, it was still kind of a mystery as to what I would be doing in the meet because, again, I'm progressing so quickly week to week in terms of weight. It's hard to settle on what would be appropriate for this meet. Ultimately, this meet for me coming up here, I've finished all my training. It's really about going in there, having a good 9 for 9 day, or at least the potential to have a good 9 for 9 day. All these weights are very doable. They've been tried in training. Um, you know, it's, always, it's something that, you know, it's not near my best, but things I should be able to do to a good standard. So there's no reason I really shouldn't be able to go 9 for 9 if I execute. And uh, that's really what this training cycle is about. Is just have a good meet, a uh, new challenge, new federation. Build upon that. Hopefully get invited to some bigger meets. Nationals is something I'd like to do. The Arnold. Uh, obviously they made it clear that Arnold's going to be their big meet. Their big uh, ending meet. Take all. You know, end all, be all. Uh, winner takes all type of deal in the Pro Series. It's kind of the, the lead up to the Arnold. And... Um, nationals being the thing that kicks it off and i definitely look to compete in a high level within the federation so this meet again really about setting the bar um seeing what i can do to these strict standards single ply and uh have a good meet and build upon it from there and obviously i'm trying to drop weight throughout this too so that was one thing that changed during the training cycle i was working to diet down to 231 because that would be the 105 kilo class um, I worked down to that weight pretty much and then all the weight classes get shifted around for the new year. So now it's it was pretty much like I'd rather eat up, feel good going into the meet, feel strong because um, the weight class are going to change anyway. So I'm essentially going to be 242 and then I'm going to cut down to 220, uh, the 220 weight class uh, for the next meet. So that kind of changed on me midway. But that is the goal. Go in there, 9 for 9 meet, 
and then I am going to look to drop down to 220 for the next one, whatever that may be. Time will tell. But um, yeah, this training cycle really marked uniquely by huge progressions in loads each week, getting used to a single ply suit, feeling out the numbers, and ultimately what I settled on was a 535 squat opener, 545 bench opener, um, and a 400 or 435 deadlift opener. And then where I'm going to go from there would be a 565 squat, 600 squat, and bench, 545 opener, 575, 600, deadlift, 435, 475, 500. And that's uh, the ultimate goal, 600, 600, 500 for the meet. Uh, build upon that from there. That'll give me a 1,700 total. I'd be really happy with that single ply and build from there. So that's what I'm looking to do this weekend. Uh, again, I will post a recap podcast for you guys next week. Uh, by the time you hear this, the meet will be over. So I'll be recording that next meet for you. Or, I'm sorry, next week. And um, just kind of wanted to bring you into the the journey a little bit with this podcast. Kind of share more about what I got going on, what I'm doing I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know. Give me feedback if you enjoy me just shooting the shit with you guys about what's going on. A um, little bit more of a discussion type podcast and really sharing information. A little bit longer format. Um, I enjoyed uh, you know, letting you in on what's going on. And again, uh, you want to take me up on my offer. Three day free trial at Better Bench Academy. You can start watching these training recaps right away. <clears throat> I recap. I have a few training cycles that i have recapped and that would be the lead up to the baddest bencher meet in texas earlier this year where i was actually was trying at initially to go for the single ply world record at 220 um so i was going to do a big weight cut i was working then a super katana to try to hit what i believe i had to hit an 820 pound bench for the all-time world record single ply at 220 held by greg powell um that was a vicious training cycle i was handling heavy weights every week you can see how that training cycle went kind of went sour on me towards the end um, and then it was a really poor uh, execution as we get into texas dropping weight um, ultimately killed me there but um you could de- you could see all the details of that training recap in the better bench academy and then obviously this one and i kind of just gave you a rundown on what's been going on but i think it's a really unique progression that if you're in any type of scenario like myself where Maybe you're building into a meet off a layoff. You're building into some lifts. You're getting into single ply equipment. Um, you just want to kind of see what I'm doing in my training in terms of what I'm working in accessory, secondary work, why what I'm doing would be beneficial for you, um, if it would be beneficial for you, kind of the structure of my training. It's all detailed there for you guys. Um, so I, I think, you know, regardless of where you're at, I think there's definitely huge take-home points um from watching these training recaps i've been putting together week after week Uh, i think there's a lot of benefit just in seeing some of the movements i've been doing taking away new movements for your training progressions um seeing how i talk you through how i'm breaking in the suit things like that uh there's a lot of value there just in watching my training recaps so um, that's ultimately the goal is to provide you value by sharing what i'm going through in my training and um, again, you can check that out, Better Benching Academy, three-day free trial there available for you. Go to bigbenches.com. 
Um, and I appreciate everyone tuning in. Let me know how you like these podcasts. Again, next week, I will do a meet recap for you guys. So I'll talk you through what the hell happened at my first USAPL meet. And uh, if I did end up going 6-6-5. Six, six, and five. And uh, we'll find out next week. I'll actually find out this weekend the time of this recording. It's coming up. We're three days out. All right, everyone. I appreciate you tuning in. Again, if you enjoyed the podcast, it's a free podcast. I don't ask you for anything other than if you can just share with a friend. Let them know. Coach Ben's got this awesome podcast on benching. Give it a give it a, a listen, and it helps me reach out to more lifters, more athletes, and get them stronger in the bench press. So, everyone, I appreciate you all, and I will talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a thumbs up and share. If you want more information on how to transform your bench press, consider checking out the Better Benching Academy on BigBenches.com. This is the ultimate resource for building your bench. Head on over to BigBenches.com to see how you can get started today.